And it's good to see all of you here on this All Saints Day. Uh, emotional day, a difficult day for some, a day to remember and a day to rejoice. And we continue down the gratitude path, which has been our sermon message worship series for a few weeks now. And we do that by giving thanks for all the saints, especially for those who... <laughs> names we have called this day, who have been such a blessing to this church. Our scripture lesson for today is brief, but I think to the point for this day, Hebrews chapter 12, and I want to read the first two verses, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, Let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. If someone were to ask you in this coming week how today's sermon was, I hope that you can honestly reply that it was kind of cloudy. Let me say more about that. I'm not sure if she wrote the song or not, but her version of the song is my favorite. And I've loved it for a long time. Judy Collins. Do you remember when she sang, I've looked at clouds from both sides now. From win and lose and still somehow. It's clouds illusions, I recall. I really don't know clouds at all. Growing up in the South, there's an expression I used to hear frequently or variations of this expression depending upon the household you grew up in. But whenever the skies indicated that rain was on the way or that a thunderstorm was nearby, Somebody in our house would always say, well, it's fixing to come up a cloud. In the Old Testament book of 1 Kings, there's an incident, and I think, maybe, can't prove this, that that's where this expression might have originated. There had been a drought in the land for years. One day, Elijah said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. He went and looked, came back and said, nothing. Don't see anything. Then Elijah said, go again seven times. And the seventh time that he went and looked out at the sea, he came back and he said, look, a little cloud no bigger than a person's hand is rising out of the sea. In a little while, the skies grew black with thunderclouds and there was wind and there was a heavy rain. Coming up a cloud. Have you ever heard the expression living under a cloud? Have you ever felt that way or thought about that? Have you ever known anyone who was living under a cloud? There's actually a dictionary definition as to what it means to say someone is is living under a cloud. It means under suspicion of wrongdoing, in a troubled state of mind, a depressed state of mind. And perhaps some of us, Or maybe all of us at some time along the way could have described a portion of our life as having been lived under a cloud. And I don't know which is worse, 
to live our life under a cloud or to live our life with our heads in the clouds. Now that expression is defined as high up in the sky, fanciful, impractical, in a reverie or a daydream. But truth is, some of our most visionary leaders in this land and around the world throughout history have been described as having their heads in a cloud. So an expression that is often meant as an insult sometimes is a compliment. They've got their heads in the clouds. Cloud. Why does the word conjure up such negative associations for so many folks? Visions of dimness and darkness, a dark marking, anything that darkens or obscures, threatens or makes gloomy. The television meteorologists seldom talk about a cloudy day with a smile on their face. Longfellow wrote in the rainy day, be still, sad heart, and cease repining. Behind the clouds, the sun is still shining. What did I tell you? Beyond the dark, dreary, evil clouds. Where did clouds get such a terrible reputation? Even much of the music that has blessed the church and has carried the story of our faith across the years. Some of that music cast clouds in an unfavorable light, so to speak. Gives them a very low rating. There's a song. It's actually a hymn. It's out of the old Cokesbury hymnal. It was recorded by Willie Nelson, among others, and I like his version. Oh, the land of cloudless day. Oh, the land of an unclouded day. Oh, they tell me of a home where no storm clouds rise. Oh, they tell me of an unclouded day. What is heaven like? Heaven is like no clouds. (laughs) Clouds must be bad, right? Wrong, wrong, wrong. What else does Scripture have to say? A few other things. In Exodus 13, the children of Israel have just been set free from Egypt, from the land of Egypt. They're on their way to the promised land. They're beginning that wearisome trek toward the promised land. The Lord went in front of them in what? In a pillar of cloud by day to lead them along the way and a pillar of fire by night to give them light so they might travel by day or by night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. The cloud was always there. Same book, chapter 14, and the pillar of cloud moved from in front of them and took its place behind them. And the cloud became a barrier of protection against the army of Egypt who was pursuing God's children out of the land, out toward the wilderness. And the cloud of Fire and the cloud by day didn't leave the children. Was there blockage? Was there protection throughout their journey? Later in the story, Moses goes up on the mountain and there's a cloud that descends on the mountain. And the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it for six days. And then out of the cloud, God called to Moses. And so it seems certainly in the book of Exodus, that the presence of God is often marked or distinguished by a cloud. And the presence of God, it's not a bad thing, is it? And then that brings us up to our scripture lesson for today, in case you were beginning to wonder if we'd ever get there. 
from Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. A cloud of witnesses. What is that? When you first hear that expression, it sounds like something that might rain on your parade. But in reality, it's just the opposite. These are the folks who are encouraging us. These are the folks who are cheering us on. These are the folks who are pulling for us, encouraging us to finish this race, this adventure called life, to have our eyes on the prize, which is Jesus, the one who began a work of faith in us, the one who will perfect that work in us. A cloud of witnesses. What is that? Sounds like something that might block the sun from us and make a dark and cold world even darker and even more cold. But in reality, it's just the opposite. These are the folk who make up this cloud, who witnessed to the love of God while they lived on this earth. We've called some of their names this day, and you know, you know many others. They are those who now constantly witness this life we live. Even in days of struggle, the picture that the writer of Hebrews has for us is the witnesses, the cloud of witnesses, these folks in the stands, in a stadium, cheering for those of us who are still running the race, pulling for us, encouraging us, blocking out the sun, never reflecting the light of the world into the cold and darkness of this earth, always, always. A cloud of witnesses. Not what is that, but who is that? And we've called some of their names earlier. And there will be other names that we will call in days to come. And there are the names of those folk that have blessed you and encouraged you and pulled for you across the years. And on this day of all days, we remember those persons and all that they did for us and all the ways they blessed us. We can silently name the names of folks who ran this race beside us, but now they've taken their place in the stadium and the stands and the bleachers and they're cheering wildly for us. And we give God thanks for that. They're calling our names. A cloud of witnesses. Not just a small personal cheering section, cheering for those of us who have the right number on the front of our jerseys, but a large cloud of witnesses encouraging the church, all of us, to run with faithfulness the race that is set before us, reminding us, reminding us here at Newland First United Methodist Church of our purpose, our why, our reason for being, our mission to make disciples who become the saints who encourage us and serve God's world. Another dictionary definition of a cloud is a great number of things close together and in motion. 
And when we think about clouds now, I know there's a technological component to the cloud, and now I've told you everything I understand about that, but I want us to think more about things close together and in motion. And if we accept that definition of a cloud, Noonan First Church, we are a cloud held together by God's love for us and by our strong love and support for one another. And for those who have lost and for those who struggle, held close by God's love and in constant motion, praising God and serving the world that God loves so much he sent an only son. Next time someone says to one of us in this church, you've got your head in a cloud, our best response, I think, is yes, we do, and our hearts as well. Our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, our witness, we find all of these ways to live under a cloud or to have our head in a cloud, knowing who and what that cloud is all about. Therefore, surround it with so great a cloud of witnesses. It's going to be a beautiful day, she said. And he said, I'm sorry to hear that. What do you mean, she said. There's not a cloud in my sky. He said, I'm sorry to hear that. Therefore, surround it with so great a cloud of witnesses. I heard something about Noonan First Church, he said, in a casual and cutting tone of voice. What'd you hear? said, I heard you people are living under a cloud. <laughs> Indeed we are. And we're grateful to be there. And we will express that gratitude this day and all the days of our lives by the generosity and the graciousness that we have learned from all the saints. Amen.